Do you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what what's up, Fizzle? good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. Welcome back in, everybody, to another edition of the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being here. Man, Adam, it has been a hell of a week. We wrapped up our series with Scott doing the best ball roster construction. It was incredible. If you guys remember before the last two weeks doing it, we were talking auction strategy. And that's what we're going to get back into tonight, kind of continue the auction strategy. But first off, buddy been a few days man you had a you had a busy weekend you had a wedding to go to you got to rub elbows with an nfl player uh how you doing man you hanging in there i'm doing well man i'm doing well riding riding on fumes but we are you know there's still enough gas in the tank to get through it uh wedding was awesome um got to see my guy steve hamer i played basketball with in college so a lot of like it was a blast from the past some of the guys i haven't seen in honestly 10 years i've seen steve uh sooner than that but it was great um, did get to meet and talk with Eric Armstead from the 49ers. Actually, my my friend Steve, who was getting married, he's now brothers in law with uh, Eric Armstead. So it, it was a, it was a blast, man. The whole the whole weekend was really good. Man, that's incredible, man. Is uh is Eric as big as a guy as as he looks on TV? <laughs> L- listen, let me let me let me just say this. If you see me, like I'm a pretty tall, big guy, right? And when I'm talking with him, standing next to him, like. I'm noticing my head, you know, picking up, you know, feeling really small for a guy that's six four, you know. So the, he is big. They had four in the corners of the, of the venue. They had four different stations of food, and Eric doesn't drink, right? So he's literally. I watched him. He was eating food like you can't believe. He was at all these places, just constantly eating. He is a big, big, large human, man. Man, you gotta. And he's a really, that. he's really cool, man. He's chill. He's a hell of an athlete, man. I can only imagine the amount of fuel he needs to consume on a daily basis just to keep going. That's incredible. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's a big, big, big dude. Yeah, he is. All right, Adam. We did wrap up one auction draft, so we started talking about it a couple of weeks ago. That one is kaput. It's it's done. It's uh, It's over with, so we do have that to go off of. But we also have a new one going on right now. Uh, we're probably... I'd say about three quarters of the way through it. We're just wrapping up here on the uh, the last parts, the uh, filling out the rosters. But we left last episode talking about auction strategy. Most of it 
was just around the quarterbacks. But what did you learn, man? Uh, if you think back to a couple weeks ago, uh, some of our predictions on quarterback prices, uh, did it go the way you want? And then also just kind of touch on the differences. I mean, we say it all the time, and you'll hear anybody who does a lot of auction drafts say it, that every auction's different. And uh, this one is uh, no different than uh, <laughs> any other auction. <laughs> like it's the quarterback values were were wild. They were all over the place. Uh, some some higher, some lower. Uh, some of these player values that we're getting right now are kind of incredible, and then other ones we're regretting early. But just a quick recap. Just talk about the uh, the two different auctions and and kind of some of your quick thoughts on those, and then we'll dive into some strategy here. Yeah, you know, uh, it was funny. We were we were recording that. Feels like a while ago now because we had a, a great best ball roster construction series with Scott, which was an absolute blast to do. And even even cr- just just trying to figure out how to create the content and talk through it, honestly, I learned a lot um, in the process too of that. I will say, talking about these two different auctions, auctions are to me they're so fun because you have so many different ways to get players and build teams, but ultimately, it, it's more like the strategy side and after the actual snake draft and fantasy in an auction where it's you and your league mates, right? Like you have to be constantly checking. Okay. Where are the values at? And should I be holding my money? Should I be spending it? Is is this a value for this player? If he goes through right now and he's one of the top, you know, first five picks uh, players off the board, like, are we going to look back? Like, shoot, we shouldn't let this have gone through for this cheap. But then if you bid it up, do you want to actually get the player at that price if no one bids him past that? So there's a lot of strategy and thoughts that go into it, and it's fluid. You have to be thinking about this based on what your league mates also have in money, and if you're going to end up with a hammer, maybe you hold more money. I'll say this. The two different ones were interesting. Patrick Mahomes was a guy that I landed, and this was amidst, amidst talking about you know the quarterback values being crazy. I locked him up and then tried to basically – throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and just see what might stick. And right now I maybe have one starter named Baker Mayfield, possibly for Tampa. A lot of these other like throw stuff at the wall. Maybe they'll fill in, but I'm going to probably end up maybe dumping even some of them. So now I'm in the spot of, do I wait? You know, do I see if I have enough starters at quarterback? I mean, trying to buy one after is probably going to be criminally over expensive, and do I just maybe see if I can get one next year? So it's interesting. Uh, the auction 3.0 we did, I like my team, but I'm also – I know there's some work to do with it. The one I'm doing right now, and we're in the uh, the shit auction four, right? <clears throat> I really like where I'm at with this. And I was thinking about how I wanted to do it. Um, this was <laughs> – we've been doing this. I've been at a wedding and just, you know, been able to t- check in here and there, but – what I've done is I have two of the rookies, Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, and then I have young guys filled in around them, right? And at the receiver position, I have young ascending talents, I think. I have Kyle Pitts at tight end. So, like, this is this is a team that I don't think is going to win this year, but I, I've built it kind of around the best ball roster construction strategy, and I'm young at quarterback. They may not pop, but... The thing I like is I can continue to build youth around this and probably pick up some injury risk guys, guys that get hurt during the year and probably in like year two, I think I could have a team that is formidable, really, really tough to go against. 
I like your team, uh, your strategy here in this last one that we did, right? I really do. You kind of sat back and uh, let everybody else go crazy. Uh, this was uh, much different than the first one we did because we could trade auction dollars, right? So there was picks flying around, uh, yep. money getting taken everywhere. So this is in the number four auction for our patrons, much different than the third one. Um, on the third one, I thought it was very interesting. So I ended up uh, ended up with QB horde. Imagine that, me uh, me QB hoarding. Shocker. <laughs> So I got my two guys, right? And I paid decent enough price for Watson and Tua, right? I thought they were uh I thought they were values compared to some of the other quarterbacks, and I was happy with them. Uh the thing is after the studs went, right, there was a lot of other quarterbacks, the uh the Mac Jones, the Kirk Cousins, right? These kind of guys where I'm going, I'm not letting y'all have them for cheap. Right? You're not getting your discounts here. So I uh I kind of filled out my wide receiver core. You know, I had Jefferson, Tyreek, uh, Terry McLaurin, right? The pretty decent start. I paid up for Justin Jefferson, something I've never done in a startup or an auction. So might as well, <laughs> might as well might make as well it. Now. Yep. Might as well now, right? $171 for Justin Jefferson. Oh, pricey, man. But I was for it. I want to try something different, but definitely pivoted mid-auction. So we hadn't gotten to that part when we were talking on the last episode about strategy and Quarterback values were high, man. Uh, you went three, three sixty six. Yeah, is that right? Holy cow, three sixty six yeah. on Patrick yep. Mahomes. Yep. Uh, you know, you got like Dak Prescott two twenty. Jalen Hurts was three thirty five. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields was three hundred dollars even. Joe Burrow three hundred forty one dollars. So well, that, the elite that, guys. That, that was the reason cow. I went to. The reason I actually pushed Mahomes up and decided, said, you know what, I'll take him here, is because. I think Mahomes does offer the clear tier one, but I think the problem when most people bid on Mahomes is the tier two and tier three guys. If if he's if you're paying three sixty one, but the other ones are going for like a hundred dollars less, the, the the advantage you're paying in money is not worth it. But when yeah, it's when it's when it's you know two percent different from Burrow to Mahomes, I'll take that. Like you know what I mean? That's what when I saw those things happen, I'm like, you know what? I'll take Mahomes at this crazy price because I'm actually getting a slight discount based on what the other tier two guys are going at. Well, like uh, you know, Watson was two sixty seven for me to a one ninety one. Uh, Trey Lance, man, one hundred eighty six dollars. <laughs> one hundred eighty six dollars. The only man, quarterbacks that, that I can one, see on here. That yeah, one's that, not that looking one. good right now. The only quarterback I see that's like an incredible value sticks out like a sore thumb, and I know he was horrible last year, and everybody hates him, and he's a he's a meme at this point, right, Adam? But holy crap, Russell Wilson! I saw that eighty dollars. Yeah, I don't know how. It, I think he went through early, right? Because that one is stupid, man. Must have because must you know, have. and you know what? Uh, if you go back and and ever, if you take a look at our trade show from last week, you'll see that. Like that's actually reflective, though, a little bit, Mike, of the market on him, right? We're, we saw right. some deals go through that were way too light for Russell Wilson. That is a uh, pretty crazy that he was that cheap. But, anyways, like we had these QB values, and most of them, as you can tell by some of the ones I listed off, right? They were really inflated. I mean, especially the elite guys we were paying up. Uh, we got to the point where people who didn't participate in the uh, the QB market. Right, we're probably licking their chops. Right, I'm gonna get Russ for eighty dollars. I'm gonna get, you know, a, a Mac Jones. I'm gonna get a Kenny Pickett. I'm gonna get a, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna get these middle of the road guys. And it is a best ball league, so 
I've been in that spot before in other auctions, Adam, and you've seen me do it where I'll walk away with four or five of these guys, and I've, I've spent less than somebody spent on Patrick Mahomes, and I've got four quarterbacks in the top 20. I wasn't going to let people do it. I know I was hurting for budget because I paid up for two quarterbacks. I paid yep. up for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I said, no, not today. Uh, you want these quarterbacks, you're going to have to pay the iron price. And uh, I bid them up, and I ended up getting stuck with a couple of them. And uh, I don't know whether or not you could stay stuck with them. Uh, in a super flex league, especially a best ball, having a lot of quarterbacks is never really a bad thing, man. The QB horde, as long as they're guys with jobs. And it's uh, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones for me. So I spent 106 on Mac and I spent, or 106 on Kirk and I spent 73 on Mac Jones. And then, uh, you know, I just had to throw in a Malik Willis for $3 too, because <laughs> why not? For th- <laughs> I mean, for for 0.3% of budget, you could do worse. Like he could get spot starts, right? He could. Maybe, you know, start five, six games. And even if he isn't good at football, be okay at fantasy, make a lineup. Like, it's not uh, – I actually thought that one was okay. I think what I like about that, too, when as you're walking through the quarterbacks, you know, hypothetically or figuratively speaking, you know, you got stuck with – see, I think, though, the reason I, I, I think that – and you corrected that wording. See, I think what the difference was – and I think it's something you learned – in the um, auction we did, the very first one we did on MFL for the Royal Rumble. Right. right. But th- there's a difference. Like, getting stuck with Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins is not getting stuck with Jacoby Brissett. Right. Or Marcus Mariota. Correct. Like, like there's a big get, There's a big distinction there. These are guys with jobs. Kirk Cousins actually scores fantasy points. Like, he's right. a good scorer in fantasy. And a, and a good clip, right? You're talking Mac, top 15. Exactly. Easy. Mac Jones is a value trending down in the dynasty community but he has first round draft capital he is unlikely to ever have a worse situation than last season as far as play caller uh, matt patricia and weapons and at qb4 like we talked we hit it on the series mike you want to have three or four guys so this is i i don't think you necessarily got stuck with him the one thing though is uh for the room you end up probably spending more than you wanted to Oh, for sure. Right. I think I, that's I, I think that's the big the point. Budget. Right. That that's the big point. It's like these quarterbacks aren't ones that oh well, I got the problem is you you but you misappropriated the funds once they all went through, right? You think if I if I would have paid seventy three for Mac Jones, it would have been probably right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that would have yeah. been I rock three quarterbacks, Watson to a Mac Jones, my budget's still intact. I got an extra $106 to spend on skill guys. You know, that's exactly. another 10 dudes that you get at 10 bucks. You know, that's just how you, how you proportion it out. And in a best ball, 10 guys that you can get for 10 bucks is actually pretty good. I mean, some of those guys are going to hit, make your lineup multiple times. So right. instead of being stuck with so many dollar players, <laughs> like I ended up being, and now I got to make trades. Um, I still don't mind it though. I still don't mind the team. I definitely will say I like, I like the strategy. It's kind of weird, though, because I did the exact same thing in, in shit four. <laughs> shit auction four. Uh, I ended up trading away my uh, my first round for 125 auction dollars, Adam, which was a home run slam dunk, no question about it. It's a $1,000 budget, 35-man rosters. We'd already done one of these. You kind of knew where uh, $125, like how long that would last you, what kind of caliber player that would get you. And for me, I just kind of blanket sent them out. I sent them to every person in the league, including you. I was like, I'll send my 24 first. If you want to give me $125, yep. 
Because Adam, I really don't care what happens to that. I know what I can buy for $125 in an auction, and it's a really, really good player. And uh, well, uh, turns <laughs> out it wasn't just a really good player. To get, to give everyone, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal his thunder because he got. I had to watch this happen in the auction. Mike trades $125 for a 24 first, and <clears throat> when I saw the offer come through, I was gonna hit accept because I'm thinking it's the other way around, and then I read it. You know, MFL always Lucky. gets me. It it always gets me the way they have it. You know, from and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm not That's doing this. Boy. I am not doing this. And um, it's in, it was interesting that I saw a deal go through, and then I'm like, oh, he sent these to a bunch of people, probably just everybody, blanket. And then the crazy part was the manager who took it, B Hall. Like a bunch of other people saw it. This is a trade envy thing we talk about a lot. Right. Then all of a sudden, three other people are like, oh, I want to do that. So now B Hall has oh I got five twenty fours that's that's dope, but for one hundred and twenty five hundred and fifteen basically that was the going rate. When you can get Bijan Robinson for one hundred fifteen dollars, <laughs> see these are generic twenty four picks that have up and down value, but if you're telling me Bijan in a startup auction is going to be one hundred fifteen dollars, you give you give that to Mike on top of his team plus ten right so he now has. Uh, his full thousand dollar and ten dollar, but ten dollars additional budget, and he adds Bijan to that. Like, that's a pick that now is going to probably end up more in the back half. And guess what? <laughs> you you sent away the one hundred one for a lot of people, one hundred two, one hundred three at minimum. So just looking, I mean, we're pretty far along in this one now, but looking at it, one hundred twenty five dollars, right? If you just kind of use that as generic, you're sending away a generic twenty four first, and I know how much we've talked about. You want to keep your pick for the flexibility and, you know, we're all about the liquidity life and you don't know how your team's going to roll. But Adam, right now, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who's going to question it because these are the players who went for uh, under $125. Like you would send your first in a heartbeat in 24, random one where you don't even know where it is. Your team could be good. It could be bad. doesn't matter. Uh, Mark Andrews in a .75 tight end premium league. Could I interest you in sending your first for Mark Andrews? I would assume yes. <laughs> he went for one hundred and sixteen dollars. Right. Bijan one hundred and fifteen. Kyle Pitts one eleven. CD Lamb one eleven. Aminra one ten. JT one oh seven. Um, and then this is also to the point about how bad like the quarterback landscape gets for some people. Uh, Jared Goff for one hundred and one. Now that one we so, could have a conversation well, about not sending a, a first four, but. It's it took funny. until then, man. Some of the other players on there, you're like, you're talking about like dynasty tight end one, dynasty tight end right. two, dynasty wide receiver three, dynasty running back one. Yeah, I'll send my 24 first for one of those dudes any day. It's fun. It's interesting. So there's, uh, it's a good segue to what I was going to get to, Mike. In dynasty degenerates, I think this is what I've learned in these two auctions, and I maybe it's because there are a lot of patrons that we that we talk to, you know, and they think like us. But I, I actually think this is what makes the auction so fun is for me, I get to see really how people value things. Like that's what actually happens. Take everything else out of there. You value things with every single dollar you spend. Both of these, here's the thing. If you get those 24 first, where they are valuable is if they become early and you can get a quarterback. That's where you win on the $125. That's where you absolutely win. Like if you get in the Caleb Williams, Drake May range with that pick. Yep. yep. Because here's the thing. The quarterbacks in this in these in both of these auctions are going Dak Prescott over two hundred, right? Like 
the right. top ones are going $300. You went exponentially getting quarterbacks. Like, that's how B. Hall's edge is going to have to come. He makes his own pick 101, locks up Caleb Williams, right? And then one of these managers has to mismanage their team where you get it into quarterback two. That's the way he could win. And I think that's the big difference. Knowing all that, you really have to appropriate your funds correctly at the quarterback position because it's going to be so hard in an auction to come away with them. Now, after the fact, you might be able to trade for some and figure that out. But in an auction, Bijan Robinson has been the fourth the fourth player in the 23 class, finance-wise, in both of these drafts because he's a skill player. He's not a quarterback. Like I, it, it's crazy. I'm t- that is so real to me. Like that is so real that just think about that. For example, like all these managers, different managers in each one. Some of these were uh, came from Twitter. They weren't even our followers, Mike. Right. I just threw it out there to anybody who uh, anybody who wanted to join. Right. It wasn't just our patrons. Right. Uh, we had some spots to fill and wanted to get going on the auction because I, I love doing auctions. But you're a thousand percent correct, man. If anything has been readily apparent. You know, we can talk about it, you know, how scarce the quarterback position is and how, man, we're in scary times now. We are desperately hoping that this 23 class provides us the next group of quarterbacks to give us more depth, to give us more options at the quarterback, because right now it's bad. It's really bad. And you hit on it, man. Both of these. Both, and it's not something I've been on the other side of the fence. Like I'm writing articles in the, uh, in the newsletter. Go check that out. Make sure you're subbed find it down in the description, but I'm writing articles in the newsletter. Like don't reach for a quarterback at one in your super flex leagues. I know it's tempting. Just take Bijan. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. This is what I'm telling people, Adam. And uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's the fourth guy as far as rookie value goes in both drafts. And it's not because of, of our doing. I mean, you've been on some of these rookie quarterbacks, but I was out of the rookie quarterback running in the last one. Like, I didn't even bid on Stroud or Bryce Young or, or Anthony Richardson or my guy, Will Levis. No. Because I'm and getting and the vets. Like, I want the vets. I don't want right. to rely on a rookie. And I'm sitting here watching, like, are you kidding me? These quarterbacks are going so much higher than Bijan frickin' Robinson? Holy hell. And that's and you'll, that's you'll never understand how much people value quarterbacks or the, what the scarcity is and how, how much people are shitting their pants on a daily basis about their QB room until you get in one of these startup auctions. Exactly. And, and so then that brings the point, okay, how, how does this then become Mike's guaranteed win? So the difference is you're stacking the deck ahead of time. Now you are one of four people that has eleven twenty-five, so you can you can not only get the discount players for first, but you can still have enough ammo to go get the quarterbacks. That's where the that's where this is huge for the trade timing for you because the skill players do go reasonably in an auction because people do throw so much at the quarterback position. Well, that was part of the strategy, right? So I had I bid up on some quarterback. I think at the time I'd maybe was bidding up like Justin Herbert. I think that's who I ended up with in this one, number four. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like kind of my target. I was kind of running up some prices on some other guys, but after Bijan came off the board at $115, and I knew, you know, I had that extra 125 to play with. I'm like, my auction's basically back at 1000 like just like everybody else. Plus, I got an extra 10 bucks. I go, I can really get pretty bully with how I want to approach this quarterback position. Like, I can really just go get some guys. 
So I ended up getting Justin Herbert. And then I think they actually the next one off the board was Russ at 137. So $57 difference between the two auctions, right? 80 and one, he slips through the cracks. This one, he goes for 57 more. And I'm the, I'm the dope who paid it. But I don't mind Russ as QB2. Uh, Justin Herbert was going to be my QB1. And then I'm really thinking, man, like, let me keep the foot on the gas with this quarterback thing. The values were a little bit depressed from the, uh, the previous one. We were definitely down across the board. And uh, it didn't really seem like people wanted to participate. So I said, hell, let me go, let me go get two more guys, right? I already got a one top eight option. Adam, I got the funds. I, I got the, uh, the wherewithal. Let me, go, let me go push the button and, and bid up a couple other guys. And I ended up right. getting Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. Lamar for 274 and Fields for 252. So I'm rocking three top eight quarterbacks. I don't think there's another team in the league that can say that. Yes. <laughs> yep. And yep. Bijan Robinson. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That's pretty much it. That's the entire team right there. That's yep. pretty much it. And Russ. Russ <laughs> is the outsider. I like it, though. Um, I, I think, you know, Going through two of them, and we're and this is not going to be the only two we do. I think we're going to nope. now that we have the oh, I love it our so our much, format man. figured out and how we want to really make it most fun and most easily done for everyone. And it, it, we're seeing it work well. Like this is going to be something we do probably more often than we do the snake drafts at this point. And I, I, I'll probably <clears throat> throw in like one or two snake drafts right. here and there to get like the old school. Yeah, feel, keep but... the you still want to keep you still want to keep yourself. Like you want to keep your mind sharp in that market. You don't want to only do auctions so that you're not keeping it actionable with talking through the, well, the, the snakes. The, one, of the, one of the underrated things, Adam, is like you do a snake draft. We all do slow snake drafts, right? Maybe it's a four hour time or maybe it's an eight hour time or whatever it may be. Uh, nobody, we, we can't really get anybody together and do a fast draft anymore. It's just it, the logistics don't work out with schedules and everything. But one of the other things is, man, you know how frustrating it is when you're sitting in a snake draft and like Joe Blow over there is milking the clock because he wants people to trade with him. And you're like, I see your green light. I see that you're in the draft room. I see that your pick has been on the block for the last three hours. Can you just make the damn pick already? Please, let's keep this moving. Uh, the auction moves at its own pace, man. There's a 12-hour countdown. That's what we have our set to. There's a 12-hour countdown. It doesn't matter if nobody bids or the high bidder doesn't change in 12 hours. It's coming off the board, man. There Mike, ain't no waiting for nobody. <laughs> let me, let me, let, don't wait let, for nobody. Let me give you an actionable, like what just happened, Dynasty Degenerates. Let me explain to you that for – so we're recording this on Sunday, March 19th. So all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, this draft was in key points. I was drinking and – meeting up with a lot of guys in a wet I was in a wedding I was able to still participate because I'll get to my phone in the bathroom or you know in, in a in a spot where I have 10 minutes and still have every chance to look through the things I need to and make the bids I want to because it's 12 hour slow clock right Perfect. Right. Like you said, you set your proxy too. Like if it's right. definitely a, correct, you're not, you're not just enforcing prices or testing the markets right. and, or trying to run somebody up. If it's a dude that you want, you're like, man, I really want Kyle Pitts on this team. I'm going to set it at 120 bucks. If it goes above it, oh, well, somebody enjoy Kyle Pitts. But if it stays below it, I'll take them for whatever I can get below 120. And, and you know what? Um, let me, let me, I think this is a good segue too for understanding auctions and because I was not 
okay, if I wasn't doing those things, I would probably be checking this a lot more often, right? And right. I think because I didn't check it as often, I was able to kind of see what was happening more in as opposed to I see everything right now. I see it in, okay, like if you watch highlights of a game, for example, right? You're not going to see the whole game. You're just going to see certain things, but you're going to see the score at the end. I'm seeing, and one of the reasons I kept holding money, and I think this is a good way to talk about this. So one of the problems and one of the things I think that's hardest to put like a quantitative figure or actually explain is when to hold your money for having the hammer versus when to just say these are great values and push them in early, right? That, that's something that's so hard to say, here's, the, here's what works for that, right? The one thing I'll figure out that I have figured out by doing it this way and I saw is let me give you this point. The big way to understand that and when you need to say it's I've I've held it too far and or I've I've actually I have the hammer that it matters and not, or I I have the hammer and it doesn't. You need to constantly be looking at the players that are not being bid. How big is that? How big is that pool? And how many how many players are being rostered by these teams that you have more money than? Because here's the big thing: if you have an, a hammer, let's say you have thirty percent, most people have a hundred or less. But there's still you can you can say there's forty people that I would really like in best ball. You want the hammer, right. but when you have if that's the same figure, and there's like ten or less, no, you don't want. It doesn't matter. You'll get maybe you'll get six of those guys, but you will have a team that's too short in actual depth, right? That's the big we, thing. We had a guy in the uh, the first one, number three there that we did, that, that held the hammer, and I thought he held it for far too long. Like, he held the hammer until after the quarterbacks were all gone, like pretty much. Uh, so he's walking away with Will Levis, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers as his quarterbacks. Like, is it okay? Yeah, I mean, he – one thing I'll say, he, he definitely has the most depth. I mean, you go down to roster spot like 25, and it's still a good guy that's probably going to make his lineup. It's nice, Adam, but he just doesn't have the hosses at, at quarterback. Could the team win a championship if, if Stafford and Rodgers are healthy this year and Will Levis does something? 100%, I think he could. But there's also a scenario where this team is not a true contender like it has the depth but the quarterbacks are so god-awful like Stafford's bad again uh Aaron Rodgers is father time catches up with him or the situation at the Jets if that's where he ends up going is not that great and Will Levis doesn't play right away there's a situation where his his team's stuck in that that gross middle right where he has enough depth on a weekly basis to kind of be middle of the road and fight for a playoff spot, but he doesn't have the quarterback sort of the studs at the positions to, to really win a championship. So how are you going to get a quarterback? Cause your pick's not going to be good enough next year to get Caleb Williams or Drake may or, or Quinn Ewers or whoever the hell it may be. That's the one where I think like you want to hold the hammer, but you also want to, strategically push yourself in at the right time. And I think with the quarterback position, that's where it starts. Like you don't have to be the guy bidding up the the Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the Deshaun Watson. You can stay out of the top 12 if you want, but I would imagine you're going to want to get in around quarterback 15-ish. Um, you're going to want to get three, four of these guys. We talked about it with the roster construction series with Scott for best ball, where it really depends on the level of talent I have. But I'm okay having – four quarterbacks 
as long as they're dudes, you know, 15 to 24. I don't want four quarterbacks where two of them are, you know, QB 32, 31, and, and may not have jobs. What we were talking about Correct. last year in the Royal Rumble where it's right. like, yeah. Next QB year, hoarded. this time, what is this guy's dynasty value? Right. A QB hoarded, but it's guys nobody wants. Nobody wants a Jacoby Brissett. Nobody wants a Marcus Mariota. Uh, nobody really wanted a Jared Goff at the time, right? Nobody likes these guys. So it's not not as efficient. So I think what you did at least, I don't know what we'll call it, the strategy. Right? Well, so you held the hammer. Let me, you, let me, let you me, stayed back. Let me you walk you through use. why I did this because it starts with what Mike did and then what followed. So when I see, right, and I talked about this uh, before we did the best ball construction series. Maybe the best way to go is just say, I'm going to sink in and get Caleb Williams and not pay anything for that. Just make my pick one-on-one. But here's the problem. I could That was off the table too because just by number of funds that B. Hall is going to put to his team, right. you can't beat him to one-on-one. Right? You can't. So I'm like, damn, okay. But then also I don't have the extra 125 that everyone else did to actually lean into the upper-tier quarterbacks. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? Chestnut checkers, right? All right, let me let me go ahead and get the two top quarterbacks in my mind today. Make sure I don't have a fall off at quarterback where I'm out of the top 15. I got two guys in the top 15. I still plan to productive struggle. Maybe I can still get a Drake May. Maybe I can still get a quarterback that's in the 24 class to make this team better. But then I youth build it around that, right? So it's basically like I had to lean into an auction productive struggle, if you will. Like I'm not going to go spend my money on the the rookie guys that are getting or the second tier, second year or third year guys that are getting way overspended on. But I'm trying to find the values of guys that have dynasty value built in. Like they're not going to lose a lot of value. They're almost liquid in a sense and possibly uh, projecting up. Like nobody that I bid on or was actually wanting to get stuck with was going to be someone like, oh man, if if you, if you had this guy, you have to trade him out, or value could be cliffing with an injury or someone getting hurt or him just not playing well. All right, man. The first one you did. Let's talk about this a little bit because it also fits with last week's episode where we wrapped up yeah. best ball tight ends. Yeah. Right? It's a it was a it's a two tight end start two tight end league, right? Correct. Yeah, that was Which, that was what made that one so it. different. Is like the edge so you and two out tight here, end. You out here with the tight end horde. Pitts, yep. Kelsey, uh, David and Joku, and then uh, nothing. I mean, he, he took some rookies. I see there's a Jock Peterson. I thought he was a baseball player. I, oh no, that's Josh Peterson. I didn't even know who the hell that was. <laughs> he took a Josh Peterson for a dollar. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. But yeah, uh, you went with the the tight end horde in the two tight end league. So you paid up heavy. You got the Kelsey Mahomes stack, which is deadly as all hell. Um, but Kyle Pitts, David and Joku, talk to the people about kind of in a two tight end league, 0.75 premium, if I remember right as well, uh, why you went with the tight end horde. So the reason I did this, I think this is a big difference in one tight end and two tight end and understanding the teams. So for example, if you tight end horde in a 12 team super flex league, one tight end, you can, st- you, you, they better be the top three and four people. Like, otherwise, you, there's no edge there because they don't have the trade market and they don't really give you realistic edges in scoring. There's only one spot to be filled outside of flexes. That's the big difference in two tight end, right? These three guys, 
Like, I can keep them, and it's optimal for my roster to have those three tight ends in a two tight end league. Because if they all if they all pop off, they make my flex too, right? The difference is somebody else is paying. They're paying in the tight end spot because of that, right? That causes an issue for someone else in this draft. There may be multiple people are going to have to fill two tight end spots, and you're looking at, I'm looking at one right here. No offense, they're tight end one. Right. You know, I, that is right. that is a big difference. Like, there's there, there, that team will have to fill two spots at the tight end position where you could be looking at tight end 29 and tight end 50. That kills you. you. That kills I, you. I appreciate you glossing over my stud tight end room of CJ Uzama and Josiah <laughs> Naguara. You know, I, I got, I got, you got lucky that I was just scrolled down enough to see my team, and so the one next to me was J Cap instead of Mike. So uh, that's it. Could have been Mike's team too, but the the, po- the the point is though, this this gives me leverage in trading, and also I don't have to trade out of them. You know, like I can keep these three guys, and it's actually good for my roster. So the other thing too, because I'm filling two tight end spots, possibly with two elite tight ends, that's not quite the super flex, but it's close as far as you can actually have a big roster advantage in warp versus, you know, some of the other positions. So that, that's kind of why I did it was the two tight end thing. Um, and then Mike, to tell you the truth, Patrick Mahomes being like I talked about earlier, 366 versus 341 for Burrow. That extra 2% or whatever for Mahomes is worth it to me. But then if you tell me, okay, at that point, I also was leaning into stacking and paying the extra premium to guarantee the the Kelsey-Mahomes stack. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Underdog! That's right, Destination Debbie is now partnered with Underdog. It's an incredible opportunity and you know my affinity for best ball. How about getting in those contests and taking down some of these big tournaments, getting that best ball money. And right now, if you sign up with promo code 4DCHESS, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to the first $100. And the best part is Destination Debbie Discord will be free to you for a year. You will get access to all the strategy that we will be talking about as far as taking down some of these tournaments and the best ball tools that will come with it. What a perfect marriage. Destination Debbie, 40 chess, underdog, best ball, say less and sign me up. Now back to the show. Another thing that stood out to me, I mean, we kind of get off the quarterbacks. We talked about the tight ends, the running backs, both drafts, Adam. Uh, running back is officially dead. Uh, nobody wants them. Wide receivers are, this are is... going for crazy amounts. And, uh, man, if you if you go back in time to like two years ago or last year Ooh. where Adam and I are touting running backs, you'll be in heaven if you still love running backs and you think everybody's crazy because, I mean, you're only talking about maybe one guy in both drafts. I didn't look at the other one. But uh, Bijan Robinson is about the only one that's going to go for more than $100. It's going to hit triple digits. And everybody else, I mean, Saquon's in the 60s. Uh, Kenneth Walker, maybe, if that's your flavor, is in the 80s. But even good running backs like the Chubbs, those kind of guys are going to go for 40 50 bucks. 
everywhere. You're going to have receivers, right? Like the Michael Pittmans and the Jerry Judys and the Brandon Ayukes that are going to approach what your top tier running backs are going for in these auctions. So, I mean, these are, these are, uh, some of these guys are patrons. Like they, they know, uh, they, they've listened to us. We still have an affinity for running backs, but nobody wants to pay for them, man. And these auctions have told me well, that both of them, you, running you, backs dead. You know, you know what's interesting, Mike, is, see, I think, I don't know if this is at least the way I'm looking at it. Let me say that. I don't know how everyone else is valuing things and thinking about it. But I think here's the here's the reality in 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 auction drafts. And this is about the whole skill players. Like remove quarterback, right? Cuz we already talked about that for a, a quite a bit. But the reality is you have to you have you have to spend so much on those and everybody knows they don't want to end up short at that position. So it forces you to spend insane amounts of money there. So now it's like, you know, how are you going to ball on a budget, right? Like, how are you going to ball on a budget? Because you are every, everything else has to take the leftovers. And I think the problem is if you get, let's say, four of the – four or five of the really good running backs, like teams – people don't feel good enough about having the wide receiver room shallow. Or in this league, for example, two tight end, they don't want to go so right. negative there, right? So – what are you going to leave short? It has to be running back. And see, I think what's interesting is because of the way it's formatted, it's a percentage game. And right now we do this in March. So like, okay, if I'm going to leave one short, it's going to be running back. And that's what I did. I was like, all right, the way I'm appropriating funds, like I'm basically going to have a complete zero RB. Like all these guys on my team may not even actually score any points this year. But the thing is, I think if you build everything else right, you can make trades for running backs, you know? Easy. And yep. that's the thing that I feel more comfortable filling in the gaps later. Because we did talk about in the best ball construction series, though, Mike, it is still very important to winning. But the difference is I don't want to pay 30% of my roster budget in the auction where there's values to be had. I'd rather try to do it later. And also I don't have the risk of Cam Akers snaps his Achilles, right, in the summer. Like – you you're dead a hundred dollars now, right? Like that is something you don't want to have to deal with too. I think for me, the biggest one, my takeaways from there is that I'm probably going to be more open to getting some of these running backs because they're just such damn values. Like I will take yes, them. Yes. Um, yep. I think it's going to lean me even more into wide receiver kind of being the one that I, I devalue where I'm not going to chase those top 12 guys. Like I'm, I'm kind of just going to write a cutoff and I'm probably not even going to chase really wide receiver twos. Uh, I'm just going to chase a, a metric ton of wide receiver three types because those guys are going to go for 20 to 30 bucks tops. Um, the wide receiver two guys, I mean, they're going for 50, the wide receiver ones are hundreds. Uh, the elite wide receiver ones, the top five guys are going 120, 130, you know, and then Jefferson and chase, I mean, you can see those guys pushing 180, 190 in a $1,000 budget with 35-man rosters. So I think for me, I'm going to be more open to just taking the values at running backs. Yeah. Um, I also do like both of these. Like I have been the QB horde, but I have been envious of the guys who have been able to pass on QB. Um, it kind of is going to depend on your league, though. It's going to depend on the guys around you. That's kind of why you say every auction is different. And auction strategy is kind of hard to talk about. Because you can't just give you a, you know, do this, do this, do this, right? You can't give you a three-step process. But 
these both of these man there have been people who have waited on quarterback who haven't really gotten involved and i'm i'm envious of some of the values that they're getting right some of the the mid-tier guys that you can build your team around so adam in reality i mean you could honestly go with a strategy where you load up on running backs and it does i mean you could just pick pick your guys like pass on Bijan, but go get jt go get barkley go get mccaffrey uh get a bunch of wide receiver threes get you an elite tight end or two and then just play yourself with these mid-tier quarterbacks three or four of them yeah there's your thousand dollars you can start at the golf range right and go lower even like the guys that are kind of a little grosser imagine you got russell wilson at 80 bucks like we just talked about (laughs) on that one right you get you get Russ at eighty bucks and you get Goff at a hundred. Oh my know, goodness! Right? Could you imagine you spend one hundred and eighty on two quarterbacks, or you get a Danny Dimes like I, I think or one of those. He he went somewhere around like seventy bucks, maybe. And and, and see that should have yeah, gone higher. I think there's a good po- talking point too. Then like if you're gonna do that, which you, you can do, and I've thought about this too. Like go ahead and spend thirty. What 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 Jordan Love go for in the first one? Like Ooh. shoot your shot on these. Guys, you don't even really like like it's it's against our process and what we think of Jordan Love, but just value wise, it's like okay, I got to start finding these type of players to just shoot my shots on at quarterback three, four. Hey, just go out and get your dude. <laughs> just go, like I might as well. Screw it. I'll go. I'll be a Jordan Love guy. Um, uh, he went for forty seven dollars. There you go. That's a perfect target of like okay, I've, I'm I'm spending lighter on the quarterback room. Give me a range of a reasonable dart to be my quarterback four, quarterback three. Adam, think about this, though. This is another thing about the quarterbacks that you talk about. You got Baker Mayfield for $5 right. in the first place. That's what $5. I was doing. Was I, was, I literally spent you know, five, six, eight bucks on seven guys. Now, unfortunately, I'm watching each one of them, the domino fall, and he's like Sam Darnold, right? Now, who knows what's going to happen. He goes to Frisco because Carolina trades up to – pick one and then this james has on james just james has you know oh Derek carr is there <sighs> he stay he's staying in new orleans okay well at least baker's going maybe he could he looks like he could be the starter in tampa next year so that was a good good six dollars spent i like it i like the strategy of it i mean there's going to be somebody who uh, like davis mills would be a good one somebody who spent under five bucks on Davis Mills, yep. we could get to draft night and the Texans don't take a quarterback. And they're like, we're trotting Davis Mills out for one more year. And we're, we're tanking for, for Caleb. We're tanking for Drake may we're yep. going to, we're going to take the best defensive players and we gave our coach a long contract. Like that's something the Texans could do. And all of a sudden the person who got Davis Mills for under five bucks, just walked themselves into a starting quarterback and didn't have to do anything to get it. So, so, and I want to talk, uh, it's interesting. I'm, the more we're talking about this, the more things are just flowing in my mind, and I want to make sure I get some of it out. The running back position especially, right? Because of the fact that it's so devalued and then auction forces it to be even more devalued, Mike brings up a good point, and that is how you want to approach it. Because the reality is we've done two of these, and I don't think it's going to be this one-off. Like these, Both of these leagues are not going to be on the total bottom end of the spectrum. They're not going to be far away from what reality is for every one of their leagues, right? Most people are going to be not spending a lot of money at their running back position in most of your auctions you do this this offseason. It's just the truth. Here's the thing. What's crazy is, like, I think it probably depends on how you want to build your team, and if you you end up bidding up, like, if you end up bidding up Mahomes and you get him, like, that 
be, this becomes you can't do it anymore, right? If you spend thirty something percent on Mahomes, you can't do it. But if if you're doing what Mike talks about and you go, let's say thirty percent of budget on the grosser quarterbacks that could still score points, you know, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. Now you have a lot of funds you could appropriate to running back, and that that's what's interesting because so I, I'm right now I'm in this this one we're doing shit auction for, and I have the hammer. But I've been really closely tabbing the running backs uh, in the available pool that are being bidded currently and mm-hmm. ones that haven't been bid up. And it's deep enough still to where I'm like, okay, I can just make sure I get these guys. Like I have the funds to make sure I land eight of them. And then I'm like, okay, I don't have to have Saquon. I don't have to have them. I'll have you know Cam Akers, Javante Williams. I'll get a bunch of the, the running backs in this class. I'll get an A.J. Dillon type. I'll get these type of running backs, you know, and I'll right. just – get eight of them. But you could also say, like, I think Mike brings up a really good point. You could spend probably 20-something percent of your budget and end up with, like, four of the top-scoring running backs. Now, the problem in the – it's a double-edged sword. There's a problem and there's a great edge to be had here. The problem is if there's there's injuries, like, you're you're kind of built with an edge on that position, and if there's injuries there – you lost all that edge. But if you end up with four of the top 10 running backs in warp, like, and you craftily build the rest of your team around that, you're going to be an animal. Like, the, we, we, we have talked about how the top running backs in a lot of these leagues warp-wise, if you built the way we talk about with depth at the wide receiver position, and you have the good tight ends that have warp, and you have quarterbacks that aren't losing you, point like they're not they're not warp monsters but they're hanging around their their replacement level or higher that is where you could win with the running back position still even when it's dead today in an auction in march if you do that type of a build the crazy thing too is i mean these are both point per carry leagues right i mean you're you're not getting a full point but uh, when we say point per carry for those of you who haven't played in it generally it's 0.2 or 0.25 points every right. carry that a yep. running back gets, or, you know, in the case of some of the wide receivers on reverse and stuff or quarterbacks, they also get points per the carry, but generally in points per carry, the running back scores more than the most flex. of the wide receivers. Right. Yep. And, and yeah. And those are the kind of the guys that you'll end up seeing in a lot of flexes in best ball is, is running backs because it's pretty easy to get 10, 15 carries, right. And get your 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. And all of a sudden you're looking at a guy who's, approaching 20 points which is which is wild so running backs still score really well in point per carry leagues it's it's insane to think though like i mean even the running backs who are getting a lot of carries like the derrick henry's he's definitely dead man because he's going for 40 bucks (laughs) the nick chubb it's over for him it's he's in the tank i mean he's going for 40 bucks no one cares about him uh saquon it's done it's over for saquon he's he's 60 dollars i mean we got we got like wide receiver 26, wide receiver 28 going for the same prices as, as some of these stud running backs in point per carry, which is crazy to me. I know you run the risk of them getting hurt, and, you know, I'm definitely uh, switched over to team wide receivers for the long term. But, Adam, if you're just going to let me have them for, for reasonable prices, I like it. I, I do really enjoy what you're talking about, too, the whole strategy behind – Looking at positions and what has yet to been nominated, like find yourself a pool and be like, okay, this isn't on the board yet. This isn't in play. 
I know I need this. I know I need to match up my roster construction. Or I want to get my eight running backs. And these are the, this is the range, like down to this dude, player X. This is as low as I want to go on my running backs. Like if, yep. if I got to go outside of this guy, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I got eight, right? I need eight guys this range or above. Who's there? Start counting them up. And as long as there's eight dudes left and, you, and you're the one holding the hammer, you're like, I'm pretty much guaranteed. Like this guy will go for 10 bucks. This guy will go for 15. This guy will go for, you know, maybe 17, $18. And you count it up and do the math in your head and you can still hit that roster construction with your eight guys that you want above that range. I really like that strategy. That's something I do too, where I'm kind of just seeing what's been left to nominate and, and before it gets to really scary hours. Usually it's at the quarterback position if I'm the guy waiting. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, let, let me give you um, just an example in this one. I pulled it up just so that I could talk through this, right? So let's say, and this is one of those things I think people actually want to have more content on, but it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to contextualize because it's so free flowing, you know? But But the reason I want to talk about it is this. All right, so DJ Moore, right? Which and and T Higgins. D, these are DJ Moore has this the fact that it's a new trade and people have this DJ Moore love that they feel like can happen now. He he is a guy that has just everybody wants to get their paws on DJ Moore right now. You know, everybody it, it's a it's a hot button guy. So he goes off the board at, at $69 and I'm like, ah, it seems a little high, but I, it might not be. T Higgins ends up going at 69. Now here here's the thing. So if you bid on DJ Moore and T Higgins, right, earlier though, this is the big thing. Th- those guys went off the board early in the auction. Maybe maybe you'll find out later that you have a value there. Okay? Here's the difference though. If you have the hammer, right, and you know that the pool still exists with full guys, you're $5. Like I spent four more dollars to get Garrett Wilson. And now you could say it's better. I'd rather spend the 69 on T Higgins and, and I'm not going to fight you. That's fine. But the difference is like, remove the names. Let's just say they're similar guys. Let's just say they're similar mm-hmm. tiers for auction strategy purposes. Okay. You spend a little of that $5 edge you have, but you still have the edge, right? Like that's the big difference. Remove the names. If you spend the 69 and you do all that up front, you don't have the, you better have already won early because you don't have an edge later. You can't control what happens. If you do, track the player pools and you say there's 15 guys I still feel very comfortable at the receiver position you can keep that hammer and make it worth it even if you spend an extra five bucks on a player in the same tier you have the hammer to control getting enough players versus everyone else who doesn't have the money I think one of my biggest takeaways the only thing that I have Adam like we've talked a lot of good strategy my biggest takeaway that I have is a a first a random first on a thousand dollar budget with 35 man rosters ain't no way in hell it's worth 125 dollars. i think it should be more like 50 maybe 75 on the top Se- end 75 maybe because right I, I would you know what good point and you know what i had i not been so busy when i saw yours go through i would have been like right on it 125 i'd have sent him just to, just to make sure he clicks the button 120 Listen, man, I learned that from the Royal Rumble. We we probably talked about it with Ray. Uh, that, that's we what the they went for there. I, I knew exactly what you were doing. 125, what they went for. I knew it was horrible. I, you know, when it first went through, 
we didn't really have an idea of how it was going to go with the auction, right? But then we see some players come off the board, and, and even worse, man, it was a 14-team auction. Uh, so there's more money at play. Like, you think some some bid should actually be higher. It wasn't the case, man. There was dudes going for under 125 where you're going like, yeah, I'd send you like two first for that. <laughs> I'd definitely take the cash over well, the pick. I don't want well, the pick me- at all. Let me give you one point in the best ball market that makes it so worth it. Now, we talked about Bijan at 115, which is like, if that doesn't hammer the point home, I don't really know what you need. But let me give you one more, okay? The reason I say this, now, what do we know in best ball? As long as the package is real dynasty value, we're going to probably lean the package, right? Like It's just the way it works in best ball. You want more shots of the dartboard. Now, think about it this way. Your 125 that you get to spend, you can appropriate however you want, right? Like, this is one pick. Now, like we said, where that wins, and that's very – I want to make sure that is highlighted multiple times because where if that is – if those 24 picks, any one of them, including his own that he already had, becomes 101, 102, that's where the dollar amount he loses can win, right? That's that's where you win. It's got to be the quarterback's elite ones. Or valued ones. Um, but here's the difference. Like, just think for a second. If you could send your 24 first. Let's remove the 125 for a second. I'm going to give you four players. Like, do you think about a four for one? It's a pick. I'm already thinking four, right? These four players. Terry McLaurin. George Pickens. Brandon Ayuk. Aaron Jones. <laughs> For a single <laughs> 24 first. <laughs> and you can still have it be a late one. You could take your liquidity. You could take the flexibility. Everything that we talk about, you know, like the good dynasty practices. And just throw it in the trash throw right here. Throw it out here. the window in a best ball league, man. I do that every day of the week. I don't, I don't even think care about, what my Think about is. those so four give players. Me the four guys, I'll figure it out. Right. Like Aaron Jones, George Pickens, Brandon I. Oh, my gosh. You're could you imagine? About- you're talking about guys where we have conversations on the trade show about like, would you trade a late first for this guy? Like who wins on this one? Not just one, not two, not three, <laughs> four, four, Adam. We're LeBron James in it out here. Also, you know what you can do here? Oh man. Good, good point to, to wrap up. Let's go running back room for a second, right? You don't, part of the reason I think the running backs get so devalued. I said earlier is you don't have enough funds to really appropriate to the position. But imagine you said, you know what I'm going to do is just build my team but have an extra 125 to throw at the running back position. You did that with Bijan essentially. But let's mm-hmm. say you played the value market. For $125, you can walk away with, and this one we're doing right now, I'll get gross, so it's going to be a lot of people coming your way. Just how many? Imagine how many darts you can get. Rashad Penny, uh, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce, Tank Bigsby, Brian Robinson. We still got money. Um, Rashad White. Like, you get six real running back darts, man. And and you still have money over. This is like dollar menu McDonald's there on a Friday night while you're in college. Like, we still got money, man. You know what? Two more McChickens. You've already, you have, it's like you have extra money at the end and no one else does. But you know what? And let me go ahead and throw 16 at Cortland Sutton because I have it. There you go. Seven for one. Holy shit, man. Or how about, uh, speaking of the trade that just went down, how about 17 on Brandon Cooks instead? Right. Right. There it is. God. That's just, that's a great point, man. Like, don't, all right. I guess all the uh, stuff we talked about, just 
don't be the guy that that takes that. Uh, don't don't be the guy taking the first. And don't do it, man. Don't do it. Dollars. Oh no. man, make sure it's. I, I'm not. I'm not against it, man. Adam, if it was like seventy five bucks, or you know, I honestly think it should be more like fifty, uh, fifty, sixty. I was gonna like, counter. It, I was gonna counter seventy five, and I knew like you wouldn't do that. And then yeah. and then the trade already went through. And now the 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 bar has already been set, so right. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get the pick for I'm not gonna get hey, the man. pick away, you know. It's like it's like Reese Bobby says, man. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> that's, that's the way it is. So you don't want to get stuck in the middle, you know. <laughs> no, I like it. It's uh, like uh, it's like when. He, how about you let let me win this time? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but then but then what how am would I? I win? But then how do I win? Oh man, that's so true. I really enjoy these auctions. Uh, some of the reasons that you pointed out, uh, it's it's almost it's more relaxing than doing a startup. I don't have to check my phone as much. Um, I don't have to pay as much attention. Um, there definitely are times though where uh, where I'm trying to be the enforcer and uh, you know bidding up guys, and I end up getting stuck with some of them. But as long as you're getting stuck in the good spots, I think that's a good takeaway for me. I'm okay getting stuck with quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, not crappy ones. And there's a ton of different strategy. This won't be the last episode we ever do on auction, but we did have to do a follow-up because we spent so much time talking about quarterbacks. We had to dive into some other stuff. But, Adam, I'm looking forward to it. When this episode drops, uh, I will put the uh, the draft board in the link just like I did for the last one so you can see the final result. It should be final about Friday when this comes out, so – Oh, it's incredible, man. Best ball, auction startup, slow, proxy. I'm having a blast, uh, especially when I figured out that I can import them as they go, as they come off the board into Sleeper, because it looks so much better than uh, the way MFL lays it out for you. You really get to see everybody's positions and how much they paid, and it'll be with the Sleeper League for as long as that league's around, right? You can go back and see how much they paid in the startup auction for each individual player. We can laugh about values or cry about overpays or go like, man, how did you get Patrick Mahomes for only this? <laughs> Look what he did for you. So yeah, pretty incredible. What are your last takeaways? And then we'll bounce out of here, buddy. Yeah, I think um, we we did some discussing in an auction. I think I, I still want to have some future episodes where we dive into, like I actually think maybe an episode where we dive specifically into each market and why we appropriate funds for each one of the running back wide receiver and tight end and then understanding the different tight end premiums and obviously scarcity one or two tight end league this sounds like a a second crossover series yeah yeah this is that's what i'm that's what i'm getting there you know i'm I'm throwing the lob up it's going to be really high so we can make sure one of us jumps up and gets it but uh the other thing too and i am it's interesting because i i didn't even know i'm you know been pretty busy the last few days as you heard i i didn't even realize i was on the clock with one of my one-on-ones and mike's like hey man before we record like you know you're you know you're on the clock for one-on-one right like you popped your head in there i don't know why they were, i just put the you know glasses and gif in so i i have to think about it again and both auctions i think of uh a little preview of what we're going to do next week is really talk about the rookie class and this landscape that auction kind of forces you to see what monetarily people va- value things at. I take at one like at one one. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it. I didn't know. Mike's like you're on the you're on the clock one one. Okay, let me look at my team. Let me think about it. And 
My team's not ready to go. And this is something Scott's talked about at nauseum already, too. If you're taking Bijan at one-on-one, you better have a team that can support Bijan actually being a warp difference maker. And I look, my team's not that. I've been on the clock unknowingly, and I don't have a single offer for the pick yet. I'm not taking Bijan Robinson. And the reason I didn't on this bill, I'm not saying you can't ever do it, but I think the the I take a Anthony Richardson with this build um, at the 101, right? I, I think this topic is a polarizing one. I think people are pretty torn on it, and they want to know why. And I think next week, Dynasty Degenerates, we'll dive into all the different dynamics and, you know, if you have the 101 – what are we doing? Who should you press the button on? What you should be trading out for if you can trade out? Like I, I think that deserves because rookie drafts are going to be coming up. Mike and I, we're in these degenerate leagues. We're already doing them right now. But they're coming up. It's around the corner. And I think talking about the 101 um, as a whole as a whole 4D chess show is something we really need to give uh, give the people, man. Definitely. We need to dive into the rookie class because it's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, you and I – uh, it kind of worked out bad because I'm on vacation uh, when I normally want to do all these pre-NFL rookie drafts, right? First of April, April Fool's Day. Let's start them all up. Let's go. Uh, so we, we did one starting this week. We're going to do a couple more next week, and then the rest will wait until I get back from uh, from my Dolphins fan cruise with my old man down in the Caribbean. Hopefully I'll get a nice interview with Dan Marino. <laughs> but I'll settle for Mark Duper or O.J. McDuffie. Either way. I'll take either one of them. Uh, take whatever I can get, but we'll do some drafts after there. But we definitely need to start getting into the rookies because it's coming up, man. Especially for us with pre NFL drafts. Yeah, we got more and more leagues uh, doing them. I think we might be up to fifteen, sixteen at this point. Our pre NFL yep. drafts. So we have to take a deep dive into this class and uh, make sure that we're not making some of the same mistakes that we made last year. So it'll be good. 100%. Next episode, let's lock it in, man. Rookies rookies so pay attention rookies yep. Yep. and not just rookies individually talking about the players um you want prospect analysis you're in the right place for destination Devi, especially with our guy ray g and jay rich handling that all the time that's where i get my stuff from but strategy strategy market that's what we're going to cover so adam take us out of here buddy that's it man so yeah think about the uh i hope this val- i hope this was really valuable it was fun for me to talk about um, the auctions are really kicking us into gear. So just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.